Hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode, so if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. All right. It doesn't sound great, but it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Martini he- glasses don't chime they don't. very well. And we have this um, skull metal toothpick yeah, in there with- that we don't want to like scrape around. And my so. olives are like dampening the <laughs> the sound. The you- sound. So All your, yeah, your beautiful uh, garlic stuffed olives. I have garlic stuffed olives in my martini, which mm-hmm. recommend a plus. And I have pickled quail eggs because I'm bougie as fuck. So this is awesome, <laughs> but we have a friend. She works at a raptor center. Yeah, she works at like a bird rescue. Bird rescue. And they have to, um, well, they raise quail and we won't get into the details of why they raise food. Yeah, they raise food for the raptors. Turns out, yeah, rap- raptors in captivity uh, who can't hunt on their own require a lot of food, and yeah. so um, they you know, raise it. And uh, I, eventually, they want their raptors to go back out into the wild, so they don't want to train them to eat, you know, uh, dead things, dead things, or kibble or other uh, food that would be safe for them. They want them to eat. Uh, live prey and not lose uh, their touch. <laughs> but anyway, so she raises so quail. They, bre- they breed prey. They breed quail. And um, occasionally the eggs that the quail produce are not viable, which is mm-hmm. fine. Such are eggs. Right. But uh, what are you going to do with an unviable quail right, egg? So she pickled them like it's the 1950s. She pickled quail eggs. And then she was like, oh, it turns out everyone in my family hates these. <laughs> do you want? <laughs> Does she like them? Um, not really. Like, I think she mm-hmm. has plenty for her, uh, but, but it makes. I mean, they they have a like whole a jar. They make a quail assembly line right, right now, so there's right. a lot of rejects. Um, yeah, so it makes a lot, and they don't need that much. If like her whole family hates them, I know they're uh, hard boiling them and feeding them yeah. to their dog. Like, just... <laughs> they, yeah. But, like, the thing is, she's not in a food production quality. Right, right. These are homemade. She couldn't uh, give them to a restaurant. No, no. She couldn't even give them to a food pantry. Right. Like, but she can give them to her friend, She can give Lisa, them to me. <laughs> who will... Who will put them in martinis. Also, they would be great in Bloody Marys. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't like Bloody Marys, but... I don't love them. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with them sometimes. I'm just dropping all my olive. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so bougie AF quail egg martinis. Quail egg martini. And you make like your martinis very dirty too. I do. I like a lot of brine with my gin in martinis. I like gin, to be fair. Like if you hand me gin and lime, I will be like, mm, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. Or just gin. But really. um gin But martinis a- I like a either very sweet. Where they're not martinis. You're like, what is this? It's just in a martini glass. <laughs> it's milkshake. It's an apple teeny. No, right. that's not real uh, thing. Like, I make an espresso martini with Kahlua mm-hmm. and vodka and espresso. None of these words are sugar. actually martini related. Right. Uh, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Or I like 
very briny. Very dirty martinis. Very, very dirty martinis. I, I like a pretty simple martini. I like it. What's your favorite way to consume gin that isn't inside of a Chick-fil-A uh, lemonade? Because mm. that's I, my number one way. Yeah, I do love gin and citrus. Yeah. Gin and citrus is a favorite. I think I think the gin- a salty dog. Salty dog. Okay. I think the Chick-fil-A, the Chick-fil-A lemonade, Chick-fil-A lemonade and gin, like first off, the irony makes it super delicious. Yes, it does make it delicious. And then I don't uh, love Chick-fil-A, but uh, really good lemonade and gin is like yeah. spot on. Yeah. I, I mean, they're problematic, but they make a damn good sandwich. They're very problematic. They've done better, actually. Are, are they doing better? They actually are. They're That's working good. On I'm glad they're so doing better. They're they're. For America. They're branching out. They're doing a little bit better. But anyway, all that to say, I am finishing my second martini you right now. cannot... I don't know how... I don't sip. No. Hard liquor is not your friend. Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> but you drink so quickly that like, oh boy, you... I'm going to get where I'm going I'm real fast. I'm glad you're drunk podcasting tonight because... <laughs> I'm doing drunk something tonight. You shouldn't be doing much else. Nope. No, it shouldn't be. So that's where we're at. How's your week going? Really good. Really good. Uh, Timestamp. It's a Wednesday. It's a much less. Last week was so long. I don't know what about last week made it so long, but it was so long. This week is really long for me. I don't know what day it is. I thought it was like legit Friday all day. Oh, I'm so sad for you. That's the worst. It's, it's awful when you think Thursday is Friday and you're like, oh, I got one more. And then you realize it's just Wednesday. And you're like, I fucking got two more of these. I'm like, that's terrible. So um, little change since my kids are back in school. I'm doing half days in the office. because Oh, yeah. And that is the worst. And so I actually go to the office. Every day. Every day. And interact like with those humans. Like a fucking chunk. I don't really should have been like, I'm working from home forever. And they would have been like, Okay. I mean, what were they going to do? And yeah, I know. I should have. I should have just flexed it. Yeah. But I was a team player. I feel like you can also be like, this isn't working for me. I'm going to two days a week. Like. Yeah. But anyway, but we're. Yeah. I'm I'm just not enjoying being back in the office. Like literally I'm in the office and people are yelling about vaccinations and masks and mandates and and how we're all communists now and you're like oh or this this was the part of work i hated it wasn't the work yeah it was the people that are like it was you mask mandates are fascist and communist i'm like pick a fucking lane those are diametrically opposed (laughs) you can't be fascist and communist that's not how that works they're different they're different like uh Different spectrums. Those are way different. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Both like, fascists and communists would be angry that you were comparing them to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's just wild that, I don't know. Anyway. But anyway, that's what I'm walking back into. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This is the part that fucking sucks. Right. That's well, it turns right. out it wasn't the work. <laughs> it wasn't the work. It was the people I work with. I don't mind my work. Actually, I kind of enjoy it. It's like a little puzzle, you know, doing tech support for like crazy complicated right, right. Solve, software solving solutions. problems i'm similar where like i really like solving problems it's that that part's really fun what i don't like is the people that i have to deal with to get shit done it's true that's true and when i'm dealing with them through email they don't often like type out their tirades <laughs> in company email no. or if they do it's easier to ignore yeah you're just like oh yeah i mean that was a vague swipe at like 
Gavin Newsom, which is weird because we're in Ohio. But sure, hey, whatever. you know, yeah. you flex you. Yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't really care what you think about AOC. She's not your representative. So. Yeah, she's really not. So, <laughs> I mean, the people that voted for her to represent them feel she's doing a good job mm-hmm. of or representing they don't. them. And that is their prerogative. She doesn't represent me because she is literally not my representative. What I vote for her remains to be seen, but it's a completely intellectual right. exercise and I don't have to tell you. So shut the fuck up and get back to work. Right. Can we, right. I never thought I'd say this, but can I get back to work now? <laughs> I will say her lipstick choices. Oh, she's spot yeah. on. Also, um, her clapbacks on Twitter. <laughs> she's very funny on Twitter. She, oh my for gosh, a, for a like congressperson. If you take a swing at AOC, do not fucking miss. She's like, like Wendy's, like Wendy's level clapback. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Wow, what kind of dystopian is this that we're like <laughs> ranking our Congress people on uh, how good they are at communicating 140? characters snarkily snarkily to a fast food and that's a favorable thing that's good this it's wild what the hell is wild is this what rome felt like right before it exploded (laughs) how is your week i mean i I told you it's long it's horrible but it's busy i feel like i've had something every night for like the last three weeks but we have lots of things are turning back on yeah I mean, we have been busy. One of the big things, though, is like scouts for us. Like all of our kids are in scouts, but all of that is outdoors and all of that is like socially distanced and masked and whatever. It was the one activity we did during the pandemic. Right. So like it's now it's the only thing our kids do. Yeah, it's pretty much the only thing we do. So it is taking over. But I'm very excited about some news. Mm-hmm. Two of our kids will be gone this weekend on a camp out. Yes. And we will not be there. And we will not be there. A third of our kid, which is, we only have the three. We only have three kids. Will be with his grandma for a night as a special treat right, for so a birthday. Right, so surprise, we're kid free. We're kid free for like 24 hours. It's amazing. I, I don't know what to do with this information. I mean, I do. I mean, I, I have <laughs> I have several ideas. ideas. I want to go to a place that requires a wait. Uh-huh. Does that make great. sense? Like, that's not like a fast casual restaurant that you're like okay you're wait, you'll be like 40 minutes you're like yeah. cool i'm gonna I'll like i'm gonna roll drink. in with a mask and be considerate as fuck and tip really well yes absolutely but, eating outside yeah preferably. patio preferably i've got a couple places i'm kind of thinking about mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm gonna we, we have a wedding on saturday which we're gonna go to but we're not we're not gonna worry about any other humans for a good chunk of that time like we will wake up on saturday morning we will get ourselves ready. <laughs> Only us. Only us. We will, will not, not have, have to, to fight my kids about wearing a dress shirt. Uh, well, they're not going, but uh-huh. we were going to leave them with a sitter. But like now they're not really here. So we'll just be like, I'm not going to explain to you 12 times where I'm going and why you can't come, which is awesome. And then it's going to be great. It's just yeah. going to be so chill. I'm, I wish the I'm only pumped. thing I wish we got to sleep in. Yes. On Saturday. Yes. But we Sleeping have, it on Saturday is, is clutch, but we will not be able to do that. We have no, to get up. Won't. I have to apply eyeliner. I do not, but mm-hmm. I did get like maybe an extra nice watch band for the occasion. Ooh, so fancy. Yeah. Well, it's not my like woven like athletic watch band, which I feel is not. I did paint my toenails from the like neon green <sighs> that was very grown out. Uh, so. That looks nice. 
It's a little more wedding appropriate of like a like a burgundy yeah, sure. color. Like it. It's nice. It's yeah. Good. You done well. I'm not going to paint my toenails, personally. But you could if you wanted to. I'm not just... Actually, I don't know that I can. Right. Because you can't reach down and touch your toes? No, I can reach down and touch my toes. It's just not all my toes have toenails. Oh. You could paint the skin on the baby toenail like an illusion. Don't do that. No. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> this, is, this is possibly this the is, worst this advice. Is, this is not necessary. Like, don't do this. I can tell that's horrible advice. <laughs> like, that's how bad that advice is. I was like, do people do that? I was like, no, people don't no, do that. No, I was joking. Don't do that. Like, like it came out of my mouth and I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't think this is serious. I feel like don't women that. that have toenails like mine, if that's a thing, also my sister's. Mm-hmm. Like, they just never wear open-toed shoes. Or they don't paint their toenails, because then it doesn't, like, it's not bring attention. Right. Like, you know, when your your nail is approximately skin-colored, and so, like, you don't notice. Yeah, it's not a thing. But, like, also how weird is painting toenails? It's like, please allow me to apply lacquer to these mm-hmm. um, pseudo-claws at the end of my feet. It's pretty great, actually. Like. Why not? Why not? I mean, that's like one of the weirdest things to ornament. Like <laughs> his toes. Toes. Well, I mean, people. There are people who like feet. I mean, looking at you. Um. Oh gosh, Reservoir Dogs. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's like a gross, problematic human? But I'm I'm not shaming him for his kink. No. Like no. I'm just shaming him for his himness. Yeah, he's he's weird, but mm-hmm. you know, hey, if you're into feet, right. As long as no one's getting hurt. Just like, don't be gross and problematic about it. Right, exactly. Or in general. Just don't be gross and problematic. Period. (sighs) So on that note of Quentin Tarantino's foot fetish, we're going to segue into the part where I mentioned that we watched a movie. We watched a movie. It was not a Quentin Tarantino movie. I think it would be fun to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie with our kids. What would you start with? Uh, No, not, not Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. Not Reservoir Dogs. I don't know any other movies. Kill Bills? No. Kill and Glorious Maybe. Bastards? Maybe Kill Bill. Kill Bill, I think, is... So, Kill Bill is not particularly, like, like sexy. It's just, like... It's just violence violent, Which we, as Americans, are perfectly are fine, totes with. fine with. Like, like yeah. do not show me a nipple, but, like, 100% show me people getting, like, literally... Yeah. Yeah, like literally peel the skin did I say off of them. Blaine's brown. You did. You had two martinis in like twenty five minutes. I don't know how you're still talking. <laughs> Listen, this podcast proves that alcohol consumption has no negative effect on my talking ability. <laughs> well, my ability to talk. Not well. Okay, my ability to create words. Not necessarily my talking ability or my ability to be sensible. Yeah, but... sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, oh, I completely said the wrong word there. But whatever. Or I said it like wrong. I mispronounced it. Oh, that's one of us that's listening to our podcast. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> I listen to it. I, I do the editing. But by the time it gets out, I'm like, I'm done. I don't no, I listen to it like with our other 12 listeners. <laughs> like in Thank my you. queue. Sometimes, sometimes I download a lot of episodes and I don't listen to them all. Yeah. But. I download the episodes. I kind of scrub through them really fast so that I, we get a credit for a listen. Mm-hmm. Don't. Shh. Don't tell. I mean. I don't think we need the credit. We don't. We don't have any sort of like... It's not really anything. It makes me feel good. Okay, good. Scrubbing makes me feel good. I did have two martinis, didn't I? You did. You did. Okay. I'm feeling good. But we watched a movie. We watched a movie. Back to the Future Part 3. Back to the Future 3. Okay, this marks a momentous occasion. Okay. 
This is the first time in the history of this podcast we have reviewed a three-part series. In order. In order. Yes. Yes, Descendants, we definitely did like Descendants 2, and Descendants 3, and then then Descendants 1. Cars, we were actually, I don't think we've gone back and done two. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we haven't done really? one. Really? Cars 2 is a clusterfuck. We haven't done that? I don't know. I have it's, to, but it's, it's like, out of order if we've done it. I mean, yeah. The Toy Stories we haven't done. I think we've done four. But we haven't done the first three. Yeah. So, like, nothing else is in order. Um, it's the order in which our kids watch them. Is yeah. What, is what we're reviewing in. Well, the problem is now that we're kind of running out of movies that our kids want to watch that we have not watched and right. reviewed. So we're we're picking our own movies now and watching we're them. Our own movies. We send our kids to bed. We go into our bedroom. We watch a movie <laughs> together. Have a few drinks. I write write notes. Lisa does not does write not write notes. notes. And then we have uh, a couple of days later we record this podcast. So there we are. Yeah, but in anyway. case in case you wanted a deep dive into our process, <laughs> I am just talky tonight, aren't I? You are. Two martinis in like twenty minutes will do this. Two martini Adam is a lot of fun. He's got yeah. ideas and movie theaters, the theories, theaters. Yeah. I'm I'm both. I'm here for all of it. This is all very interesting to me. Is it? Two two drink Adam. Oh my gosh! One is this, of my favorite Adams. Is this what it feels like to be an extrovert? <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. I can't keep this up. <laughs> I would have to be like constantly It's not. Me. It's not sustainable. It's not. No. My liver would die. Or my heart. Or my brain. Or something. I just couldn't keep this up. Anyway. So we watched Back to the Future Part 3. Back to the Future Part 3 starts the moment Back to the Future 2 ends mm-hmm. with Marty coming back to 1955. 85. No, he's in 1955. He he had gotten abandoned at the... Remember, he got the letter from... Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. The letter from Western Union. Western Union. And then he runs into town to mo- find Doc, who had just sent 1985 Marty back to 1985. But it was 1955 Mar- um, Doc. He finds 1955 Doc and is like, hey, Doc, we got a problem. Right. And he's like, I just sent you into the future. And he's like, yep. And it worked. And I'm back. And I'm back. Like, it's really complicated because it came back like a week ago, but it's avoiding you. But now that I'm gone, I can actually talk to you. And now that you, the you that was here is gone, I can talk to you and tell you that the you that was here from 1985 and 1955 is now in 1885. And we need to go save him because reasons. He's going to die. Yeah. So he's in nine. So, whew, that's a lot. Yeah. He's 1985. We need to rescue or in 19. 19- yeah, 1985, and we need to rescue him. Mm-hmm. So, Doc passes out when he's presented with Marty being there. Mm-hmm. And actually, the real movie starts in Doc's house. Marty has taken Doc back to his house. Doc's asleep on the couch. Doc and- has taken Marty back to his house. No. Marty takes Doc back to the house. Doc passed out. Oh, yes. But, but back to Doc's house. Back to Doc's house. Not Marty's house. Not Marty's Marty doesn't house, no. have a house in 19. 19- 55. Right. He is not even a gleam He's in his parents' eyes. Yeah. At this point. So he uh, he takes Doc back to Doc's house. And Doc wakes up and is like, wow, that was a really weird thing. I think I had a like whole mental breakdown whenever the time thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got here, but I seem to remember Marty coming back. And then Marty pops his head over, up and is like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? And he's like, ah! Fuck! What the hell? And he's like, alright. So he's like, here's the deal. Um, you're, you were supposed to take 
So I'm like second round 1985, Marty right. in 1955. I've you said here, first round I back, back, and I came back to fix some things that we fucked up. So mm-hmm. we fuck, we fixed the fuck up, but at the end of it, you got hit by lightning and teleported back to 1885, the old west. But I'm stuck here, so I need you to help me find the DeLorean that 1885 Doc left there Mm -hmm. it should be in this place we can go get it and then you're gonna help fix it and then i can use that to get back to 1985 continue with my life and be fine so yes Yes, there are three deloreans at like 20 minutes ago at the beginning of this movie right before the original fact of future one ended well whenever Right before the DeLorean leaves at the end of what was Back to the Future 1. Yes. Yes. At the end of what was Back to the Future 1. Before that DeLorean leaves. There, there was are four DeLoreans in 1985 at, now? No. At least three. But there's, I think there's three. There might be a fourth, but there's okay, at least three. So there's the one where 1985 Doc buried it in a cave. All right. So let's, let's, let's go in order of the movies. Okay. There's the 1985 that went back to 1955 and has to use the lightning to get back to 1985. Sure. There's that one. one. There's the second one, which is the hover DeLorean that got taken from 2015 to 1985 to to 1955. Yes. That got struck by lightning. That is hovering and gets struck by lightning. Right. So that one's there. That one goes back to 1885 and then sits in a cave for 70 years. In order to be present so in 1955. So that one is They're all the same there. one, technically. Yes. So, like, three. Yeah. There's there are three DeLoreans. Three DeLoreans in 1955. In 1955. Which is kind of wild. It is, indeed. I haven't seen three DeLoreans in my life. But there were three in Hill Valley. Right. In technically with the same VIN. 1955. Same license plate. I mean, nobody thought anything of it. It was the 50s. Doc is a white man. He's fine. Yeah, you could just talk his way out of anything. Right, it's fine. fine. As long as he wasn't like a communist or not suspicious. No, I mean it's not like people who were communists like wore that on their shirts. Like, I mean, admittedly, some did, but like it was rare. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so Marty has to explain what we just explained to everybody to Doc to Doc, and Doc's like, "This seems crazy. This seems crazy." And and but. 19 or 1885 doc wrote a very detailed set of schematics with the DeLorean that said, Hey, if you find this, these are the parts in 1955, you should be able to cobble together to, to make, fix to fix the time circuits. Cause the lightning shorted out the time circuits is why right. I went to 1885. Right. And the problem is 1885 him couldn't fix it because he needed technology that hasn't been invented yet. Not until like the thirties. Right. Not until the thirties. But the whole point then is that he entrusts the letter to Marty in the 50s to find Doc in the 50s. Then they can work together and get it and get Marty home, which is the whole end game here. Yes. So they go to uh, the cave on the map that Doc mm-hmm. provided. All right. And they get the DeLorean. Yes. It's very exciting. It's right there. It's all wrapped up nice. It's been pr- like... Perfectly preserved. Doc for has a tow truck to bring it home. Eighty years, yeah. 
Yeah, it's fine. Well, it's a barn find kind of car. Like, yeah. it needs some maintenance, probably new seals and gaskets. 100% they need new seals and gaskets. Like, rubber does not live that long. No, not at all. Um, but Marty gets it, you know, helps him get it on the flatbed. They're going to take it back to his house. But uh, Copernicus? Copernicus is his dog. In 1955. It's Einstein in 1985. Right, the dogs don't live that long. Right, so, so Copernicus, who is apparently a clone of Einstein? I don't know. Anyway. Or Maybe he Einstein's just gets the of... same type of dog. Yeah, he, he likes that type of mud. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Copernicus is being weird and lays down on a grave, which is... It's Doc from 1985's grave. 1885. He, 1885. He died in 1885. So seven days after he sent this letter. Yeah. Marty's got this letter, how Doc is in 1885. He's living his life. He's enjoying himself. He's fine. He's don't like, worry actually, about I'm me. great. Like, don't come get me. Like, don't worry about me. I found the love of my life. I found a purpose here. I'm a blacksmith. I'm having a blast in the Old West. I've always wanted to be here. You know what? I'm cool. Like, you worry about using this did DeLorean. He mention, did he mention... Uh, I don't think he mentioned Clara in the letter. He he does. He does mention oh, okay. his his love in the letter. Which Doc nineteen fifty five is like, oh okay. Good for him. Like and so he's like, Don't come back for me, don't worry about me. I'm fine here, I'm happy. Use this DeLorean to get yourself, to get yourself back, back to, to 18, 19, 1985. And then destroy it and let's just be rid of this infernal machine. Right. It's only it's causing nothing but trouble. But Copernicus being weird finds Emmett Brown, 1885's grave, a week after he sends the letter. So Doc does not have a long and luxurious and happy life. No, no, he is shot in the back by Buford Mad Dog Tannen over a matter of $80. This is all on the tombstone. Y'all, would you make a tombstone that was just like word for word, beat by beat, causing out your death? Like no, I mean no, like beloved no. father. Right, that's where like live, laugh, love, like bullshit. But scratch out la- live. I think. <laughs> I think Just you can't like, do that. Live crossed out, and then like laugh, love, <laughs> laugh, love. But you know what? Honestly, laughing and loving would be weird coming out of a grave. If I heard, if I walked by a tomb and heard laughing, laughing, fuck no. Nope, I'm out. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, nope, so nope, maybe nope, live, laugh, love is appropriate for pillows, but not for gravestones. Turns out, yes. Turns out, yeah. Although I am but willing to bet I mean. somewhere. Like mine would say, like Lisa, always get the biggest dumpster. Yes. It's a good, like, it's worth living quote. By. Like it would be like, it's like mottos and shit. It's not like, like your last breath, you know, like. Yeah. Like died, Adam, died. quote, y'all watch this. Right. Like, no, that's, no. Right. Right. Died in a car crash. Like. Brutally decapitated by a semi on I-75. Right. Like. No. 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 That's not normal gravestone uh fodder. Fodder. No, you gotta be yeah, you just kinda you know, something vague and nice. But Marty decides, okay, Doc, we're gonna go back and we're gonna save you. Now that we know this piece of history from the past. We're gonna go to the library. Look up some shit. Look up everything we can about you and Mad Dog Tanner. Right. Figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so they figure out they got to go to 1885 and they'll drop in. It is brilliant, though, because they they decide they're going to drop in after Doc sends the letter. Right. So that way he's not surprised when Marty shows up. Well, also, he's not surprised, but also he has to send the letter 
so that that causes them to look into finding the DeLorean. Because if they intercept Doc before he sends the letter and he doesn't send the letter, they don't know to go back in time to find Doc. Oh, man. This is very confusing for right. two so, martinis in. So they have to go back after Doc sends the letter, but before, but before he, he dies. dies. So they cut it as close as they can. It's like a five-day window. Exactly. And say what you will about these movies, they always have that ticking clock. Yes. The clock yes, is always running in San Dimas. <laughs> the clock in San Dimas never stops. So, um, off camera, they restore the DeLorean to operational. Right, and there's no big deal. No big deal. Not worth the not worth the film. Uh, and they go to a drive-in to get a parking lot that they can drive up to 88 miles an hour in. Right, if they're, if they're driving towards the screen, they'll get to 88 miles an hour before the screen. One thing I did appreciate... The um, the DeLorean, when they retrofitted it, when they got it out of the mine, the tires were gone. Because oh, yeah, after 70 years, it would be trash. Yeah. So they replaced them with white walls. because white 1955, wall, 1955 tires. They are slick. It looks uh, a DeLorean I'm not, I'm with not white mad. walls. I'm not mad at a DeLorean with white walls. Like, it seems fantastic. Like, I appreciate that the DeLorean kind of evolves every... So often. Mm-hmm. It's got a Mr. Fusion on it. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> got the hover conversion, but it doesn't really work because it got hit by lightning. So also, if hover conversion can be like defeated by lightning, how the fuck are not cars falling out of the air every All the fucking time. in 2015? Is that yeah. just the cost of doing business? Is I that your car so. just... I guess so. Like sometimes your car just drops. If there's a lightning storm. Maybe, maybe there's also like a backup hover like conversion thing yeah. but like you would think that would kick in well maybe it's just like a safety like get you to the ground kind it of thing ju- it just gets you to the ground it doesn't rehover. i think we're talking about a parachute yes it's a parachute yes um but anyway but doc, car parachute yeah sure many light airplanes have a parachute built into the top of them for, for the plane for the plane yeah. yeah so that if something goes tragically wrong you can deploy they can it. save the plane yeah. Fuck all the humans. Well, the humans will be... You're going to hit the ground at like 10 or 15 miles an hour, but like a 10 or 15 mile an hour impact is totally survivable. Yes. Like, you'll it's be fine. It's not ideal, but... Like, considering, okay. considering all positive alternatives, right. it's preferred. But anyway. Um, so they use this DeLorean, and, Ma- and, and Marty is concerned mm-hmm. because he's going to take off towards a wall at towards 88 wall. miles an hour. This is the first time this man has taken off towards a wall like last time he like almost he almost ran into the movie theater when he had to catch the lightning he almost yeah. ran into like this is like the, at least the third time and all yeah. of a sudden now marty's like uh why am i driving towards the wall also i feel like this does belie his like this is the first time he's not being like pursued in danger or like trying to meet a deadline that is true that like this is, is the first time he has to be like you know we could book any road in the fucking galaxy right he can stop he can stop and really think about uh what, why are we here yeah why are we here that's true um and so he's concerned about this and doc's like it's fine you won't hit the wall you'll you got to think fourth dimensionally you'll shoot through the wall you, you'll travel back in time to before there was a wall and then you'll be traveling and then there's a cave just around the corner you can hide the delorean in while you get everything set up and then whenever you save my life you can hop in the delorean and come back to 1985 destroy the time machine yeah all all timeline will be put a bow on it we're done yeah except 
concept. Nothing's going to go to plan because nothing goes to plan. Mm-hmm. So he does it. Uh, Doc makes him dress up in a cowboy outfit. It's but beautiful. It is like a 1955 uh, costume. It's very howdy doody. Yeah, it is very howdy doody of what a uh, an old timey western cowboy would wear, and the pattern on it is actually like Atomic Adams with the with the swirl of uh, circles around a dot, like the yeah. very old school fifties. This is what an atom looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Is the what design. is the name of that model? Uh, I don't know. It's the atomic model from something. I have Mendelbrot stuck in my head, but that's not be. what it is. It might be. Mendelbrot said is a different thing. Yeah, those are the, the that the electrons yeah sit are. together in groups. Yeah, well, they're like the well. This is the one where like let's pretend that electrons are planets orbiting the nucleus. Yes, yes, it's the planets orbiting the nucleus design. Yeah, of an atom. Right. As opposed to, like, now we're, like, they're in there somewhere. Like, it's a cloud. Like, fuck knows where. Who knows where they are. I mean, if you took a photo and could actually figure out where the, they are, well, they wouldn't be there by the next time you watch. Right, right. That's you can either. Know where they are or how fast they're going. Or how fast they're going, but not both. Turns out. <laughs> like, math is wild. Quanti- quantum. That's what we throw at this. Whenever we're like, I don't get it. It's just quantum. It's quantum. But in this case, that's actually true. It's true. That it's actually true. is I quantum physics. I don't know. But anyway, he drops back to 19, or 1885 and almost runs into a wall of, of Indians. Of actual Native Americans. Native Americans on horseback. Again, I'm not going to say they're not entirely anti non-problematic. Like... Mm-hmm. They are very stereotypical. Yeah, the but, stereotypical Old West Native Americans. Yeah, and so he manages to drive away from them, park the DeLorean, stick his head up over the ridge in time to see the cavalry chasing said Native Americans. Right, he hides. And then he's like, well, okay. But he breaks like the fuel line or some or the fuel well, tank. What happens is he got shot by a couple arrows. So he goes in, there's one arrow in the door panel, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And then he looks underneath, and he's, you, you kind of see him sniff, and then he looks underneath, and there's just gasoline gushing out of the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. And before he can really do anything to fix that or solve that problem. I don't know how he would even, though. Like, so like he doesn't have anything with him. Maybe he could, like, patch it or something. I don't know. With what? Like, gum? It's Marty. He's clever. No. He's not. Is he? No. I don't think he is. I mean, I wouldn't know how to patch it either. But like, I would have panicked. And yeah, I'd be like, "Well, it's, mm. I'm fucked." At least yes. put a bucket under it and catch it or something. Right, at maybe. least at least catch it. Yeah. But a bear. But I don't shows think he up. has a bucket either. No, but a bear shows up before he can do anything. It's just a little black bear. But guys, I'm not going toe to toe with a little black bear. Yeah, it'll rip your face off and eat it. It just wants the berries. It doesn't want to eat your face. Just your face. But it will. Is, but your face is in the way of the berries. Yeah, like well, and if you're in its house, <laughs> right. Right. It's this is not going well, especially if it's a mama black bear. Right, right. Mama bears you really want to Yeah. Avoid. Avoid to that. So he logically takes he off. He runs away. And ends up falling down a rock face, batching his head through a fence mm-hmm. and knocking himself out. Yeah. First he's walking along the railroad though, like cuz he walks like close to a town. No, no. He's going to that's later. Oh, that's later. This, I think 
I thought he was walking along the railroad. No, he just runs out and he falls down the hill. Okay. And smashes through someone's fence. And when the camera pans up, it's Michael J. Fox in a horrible mustache. Michael J. Fox in a horrible mustache. And, and it's like, Maggie, I ran over one of these damn kids again. Yep. One of these kids fell through my fence again. So, point of order. Yes. If you started with Marty McFly okay. and followed his narrative. Yes. He's been, it's been about three weeks. Yes. Max. Total Max. Max. His... He, wa- he watched his best octogenarian neighbor family friend die at the hands of Libyan terrorists. He's gone then back in time. He's and gone back in time and almost... Shagged his mom. Um, Yes. <laughs> she was down. Uh, yes, she she was here for all of that. Uh, set up his parents. Yeah. Uh, traveled with his current girlfriend to the future of 19... Or, or 2015. 2015. Where he uh, gets fired. Yeah. And... But manages to get his girlfriend but, back to alternate reality 1985. Right, where Biff is in charge and is essentially Donald Trump and married to his mom and his dad's dead. Then he meets up with 1985 Doc, which decides to go back to 1955 again to fix the timeline. He spends a couple of days there sorting that all out. Yes. And then takes 1955 Doc on a mission to find 1885 Doc's DeLorean. Right. And then takes the it. DeLorean. They have to fix it, which probably takes a few days. Yeah, maybe it takes a few and days. And then takes that back to 1885, where he crashes through a fence. He has been knocked unconscious three times. Three times. Once in each movie. Once in each movie. All the times he is, he's been passed out for like nine hours, six hours, like... Two hours. Two hours, I think. Uh, it gets better, or does it? Does he just, he does he get better at head trauma? Can you get better at head trauma? Is that something you conditioned? I yeah, I don't feel like that's like a muscle that <laughs> you should. I don't know. Like, like maybe work it's like on. NFL players where they can like take a concussion and be on the field next week because whatever, it's fine. Right, right. But later, later, it's not gonna be good, it's buddy. It's not fine. The unfortunate thing is this, we we know the end of the story where Michael J. Fox ends up and you're like, oh, is it all the head trauma from the Back to the Future movies? Maybe. It's not because that was made up. But but yeah, anyway, but he that, wakes up from the head trauma. All that head trauma would do something. It would be, not be good for Marty. Not that he started with a lot. But. Right. But he wakes up in the same way he always wakes up talking to his mom. He's like, I had a terrible dream. And his mom's voice is like, well, you're right here now. At this, Don't worry. At the McFly farm in 1885. Yeah. She's got a little bit of an Irish lilt. Right. She has a little bit of an accent. Yep. And so it turns out, yeah, he's he's in the past. And Seamus and uh, Maggie McFly mm-hmm. are his ancestors that live in Hill Valley in 1885. Right. On a farm on the outskirts of town. A hundred years ago. We talked about this. This family has been in Hill Valley for a long ass time. Yeah. None of these people move? No. And, like, this is, like, Hell Valley, California, right? Yeah. So, 1885 was fucking early for California towns. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there was not a lot out there. When was there. the gold rush? Uh, it was, like, the... 1840s? Yeah, as the 49ers were mm-hmm. the... 
But that was like a couple select locations. Right, right. It wasn't all over California. Yeah, it wasn't like all of California magically was covered in a fine layer of gold. No, it was like three places. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were all pretty well tapped out by the 1850s. Right. The end of the 1850s. Right, this is the 1880s. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the railroads are coming through, dropping little towns every so often, which is what Hill Valley really is. Mm-hmm. It's a train stop town. But can you imagine... Like, being in the town that your great-great-great-great ancestors were in? No! No! Like, My family has never stayed in one place for that long. <laughs> so, I do have Not family... your family. I do have family uh, that can trace their ancestry back hundreds of years in certain parts of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That if you go to the cemetery, I can find familiar last names with dates into the early 19th century. Um, you know, and it's like, well, how are you related to that one? You're like, well, okay, so that was my grandma's maiden name. Mm-hmm. My great, great, great uncle. Yeah. So probably, okay, so let's follow this through and you can look at, they actually have a, re- West Virginia has a really good genealogy website. They do. Where it's you can, free. It's free. You can check death records, birth records, and marriage licenses. They've all digitized them until uh, they were Virginia. So... You can find a lot of stuff into the 1850s real easy. Yeah, 1860s. I mean, 1860s is consistent, but 1850s is pretty... Is spotty. Yeah. Well, it's the county re- records. Okay. So if the county records were there for 10 years before they seceded and they hadn't sent them over to Richmond yet, which was not uncommon. Right. Like, you would send your archives, you know, like, you know, if mm-hmm. you've been dead for 50 years, send the archive to, to Richmond. And they'll they'll keep it. If you need to find somebody fifty years dead, like Yeah. That's, that's old news. You. That's on you. Go to <laughs> go to Richmond and figure it out. But so a lot of the, the records kind of fizzle out into the fifties, eighteen fifties. But I can go back and I can find my family that was in that area. But I'm not in that fucking area. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, but some of my cousins are, so yeah. there's that. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I guess that's normal for some people. But yeah, the the McFlies are very dedicated to Hill Valley. They are. But also, it kind of makes uh, a lie of Strickland's no big fly has ever amounted to anything in Hill Valley. Right. Like, you're here. I mean, like... We stayed. We yeah. stayed here. It's more than a lot of people do. But he could say no McFly has ever amounted to anything in Hill Valley. Because they've had, like, four generations of McFlies, and they've all been, like, They have some valid okay. data. Yeah, they have some valid data, <laughs> some good so, sample like, sizes. You could you could say that. So anyway, but Marty uh, ends up staying for dinner with the McFlies and mm-hmm. uh, meeting his great great grandfather William, who's a baby. Yep, and uh, Samus kind of offers him, you know, uh, directions to town. Go out this way, pick up the road track. By the way, here's a hat and some like respectable boots because I don't know what you're wearing, but those aren't boots; they're like Nikes. Right. And so next morning. McFly takes off for town and he come, he does come into town. It's just like a one hole. Yeah. It's like four town. buildings yeah. and a little loop around where horses can walk. Yep. It's not very exciting. Yeah. He finds a saloon and walks in. Orders a Pepsi. Orders a, well, no, he doesn't. He's, <laughs> he's at least that smart. He's like, uh, can I get a water? He's like, well, if you want a water, go stick your head in the trough out front. But uh, we pour whiskey. We pour whiskey here, and he pours whiskey, and it hits the bar and smokes. Yes, that's not good whiskey. No, no, 
that means. Unstable. And then uh, Buford. Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Walks in. Same actor that plays Biff. Same actor that plays Biff. Biff, uh, I think. Transcends time. I feel like they probably got the most use out of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of playing different characters. Like, they had Marty play a lot of different characters, too, but, like, half of them were himself. Yeah. Just one time he played Seamus. Well, he also played Marty Jr. And he played Marty Jr. So he's got some mileage, too. Yeah. But, um... But Biff plays Biff, young Biff, old Biff, and Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Yep. So and I think he plays more people. Yeah, and so Buford walks in, he's like, McFly, I told you to ever come in here, which is... Harks back to the whole... It's the first thing Biff says to every McFly. Right. And Marty turns around. He's like, what? And he's like, oh, you're not... You're not Seamus. Like, what the fuck, man? He's got his ugly ass hat on. He's like, well, yeah, I mean... I mean, it's, it's the style of hat in the 1880s. Like, that's not my fault. Yep. And Marty's like, you're Mad Dog Tannen. He's like, I hate that name. Hate that nickname. So, so he starts shooting at Marty's feet to make him dance, and Marty like moonwalks and stuff. Right, and they're they are transfixed by the moonwalk. They're confused. They're really. like, "The fuck is that?" Yep, and and they stop shooting. They stop shooting long enough for Marty to no, do and a then jump. he and then he remembers he's supposed to shoot, and he's out of bullets. Yeah, what what happens is Marty jumps and it flips a spittoon towards Mad Dog. Then Mad Dog's really mad. Instead of just like shooting at his feet, he's going to shoot Marty, but he's out of bullets because he wasted him making Marty jump. One point of order. Yes. It's 1885. Bullets are expensive. Bullets are hella expensive, especially in the West. Mm -hmm. Like the casings, the lead, the powder. Right. You can make your own, but you still got to get raw materials. Like you can pick back up the casings and reshape them and reuse them. Right. The lead isn't too bad. That comes in ingots. Right. But you still have to get the gunpowder. Like this is a big flex for an asshole. Like. Yeah. And he must be uh, well off. I guess so. But he's rapidly killing people and robbing them maybe. So there you go. Um, but Marty ends up, runs out, pursued by, um, the guys. He has no skateboards this time, so he's going to get caught. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, he gets lassoed, drugged through town behind... On a horse. Horses. I mean, he should be used to this. Like, he is getting drugged around by other modes of transportation. This is pretty consistent. It is. Um, well, you know, the movies don't always repeat themselves, but they rhyme. <laughs> like, yes. that's, you know, the the adage from the Star Wars films. But um, anyway, uh, but Buford ends up taking him over to the courthouse and he's going to string him up and hang him. Right. In the courthouse. In the courthouse. Because we've got a courthouse. Might as well have a hanging. Like, that's not how that works. Right. But sure. Whatever. Here we are. So Buford's going to hang him in, from the scaffolding that's building this ridiculously large courthouse for a... For a, a large clock tower. Clock tower and courthouse for this town of, like, they literally are, dozens. They are forward-thinking. They were like, one day... Very optimistic. Hill Valley will be the premier... County seat. Shitty suburb of whatever bigger town is around in California. So we gotta, like, we gotta make our courthouse now. Yeah. And then if you build it, well, they land, will come. Well, land is cheap. Yeah, it is like the field of dreams of courthouses. It is. But, like, it would be like building a giant municipal building for, like, Little House on the Prairie's town. Yeah, like, it is crazy. They're about, I feel like they're the same size town. Mm-hmm. But, like, totally unnecessary. Yeah. But as they're stringing um, him up, 
A gunslinger walks up, unsheaths his ridiculous rifle. Right. He's a... like, put him down, Buford. Well, he shoots the he rope. He shoots the rope, and the which rope Which is a damn breaks. good shot. Yeah. And Marty falls to the ground, and then Buford looks over, and it's Doc. Mm-hmm. And Doc's like, listen, you get the hell out of here. Right. This... I will shoot you too, motherfucker. Yeah. Which he literally should have done. It's true. It's true. It would have shaved, saved him a lot of trouble. But instead, Buford kind of like rolls up and he's like... But then if he kills Buford... Yeah. Okay, if he kills Buford, and then Buford never has children's children who's Biff, and then like without Biff, Marty's parents wouldn't have ever gotten together. That is the cascade. But also I'll point out, we don't know that Buford has not already Fathered sired... children. Okay, that's those true. Children. That's so true. it's possible... He might not be a strong impact in their lives, which either may cause them to go down the road of, you know, uh, you know. Right, the, that's just a crapshoot. Yeah, or he is a strong influence in their lives, which makes them go even worse. Mm-hmm. So either way, but uh, Buford and Doc get into a whole argument, and Buford's like, "Listen, you owe me for a horse," and Doc's like, "What are you talking about?" Because Doc's a blacksmith. So what had happened is he shoots horses. He shoots horses. Buford's horse through a shoe mm-hmm. and then Buford shot the horse so the way he looks at it Doc owes him 75 bucks for, for the horse. horse and 5 bucks for um, did he fall or something yeah he something broke something he got something on his shirt oh yeah maybe he needs a new shirt and I don't know something and so there's $80 and Marty said like, oh, matter of $80 this is what it is but it's also sh- completely shades of the first movie where Biff is telling Marty's dad, "Yes, you know, you I crash your money. car. Who's yeah. going to take care of my shirt? Who's going to take care of? Who's going to make me right? You know, I crashed your car, but it was your car with a blind spot, so it's obviously your fault. And so, you know, my horse threw a shoe, so that's obviously your fault, and you owe me eighty dollars. Right, right." And Doc's also like, well, you never paid me for the shoe in the first time, so I consider ourselves even. And Buford doesn't like that answer at all. Right. And so there's a whole whole thing. Oh, it's $5 for whiskey. I had that written down, actually. Oh, because he was drinking whiskey and he spilled it. Yeah, he spilled his $5 of whiskey when his horse threw a shoe. Yes. And And then he shot the horse. And then he shot the horse. And again, shades of... You know, Biff spilling his beer on his shirt and then yes. crashing the car. Right. He has been drunk transportationing. It's like, it's genetic. Mm-hmm. But they get, uh, but Doc just kind of talks Buford down. And, um. Yeah, Buford's like, you better watch your back. And he's like, well, I'm watching it, motherfucker. Like. Deuces. Get out of my face. Yep. So. Marty and Doc run off, and Doc's like, Marty, seriously, WTF are you doing here? I just sent you a letter that said, don't come here. Like, what's going on? And so Marty shows him a photo of the gravestone that says, you know, Doc Emmett Brown, you know, dies Mm -hmm. five days from now. This is why I don't think it's in the letter. I think in the gravestone, it was like... uh, like, he's preceded, you know, like... Well, he shows him the letter, and Doc's like, I don't know a Clara. There's a... Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he survived by... Or the gravestone says he's the survived. That's right. That. You're right. You're right. It's a but not the says survived yeah. by his beloved Clara. And... He's like, I don't know a Clara. I don't, who the... 
who's this chick? I don't know. Um, and they're kind of figuring it out and somebody rolls up and they're like, Hey doc, Hey, thanks for volunteering to go pick up the new teacher, uh, Clara Creek bomb or something like that. I forget what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, um, right. Right. And showing her around. Appreciate it. And they both look at each other like Clara. That's all it said. Um, and so then Marty's like, yeah, by the way, um, I brought the DeLorean back, obviously. It's stashed in a cave around the corner. Right. It has a busted fuel line. And it's got a busted fuel line, though. So, and an empty tank of gas. And an empty tank of gas. So we need to figure that out. And Doc's like, um, where the fuck do you think we're getting gasoline in 1885? Like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Right, and he's like, but you have that Mr. Fusion. Like, you should you should be fine. You should be fine on, like, you know, scraps of food and, you know, pig yeah. slop, which there's plenty of. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but no, the time circuit, the time machine part runs on Mr. Fusion. The 88 miles an hour has to be gasoline powered. Here's another thing. Guess what there's two of in 1885? DeLoreans. Yep. Yep. There's a spare parts car somewhere. So take your punctured gas tank, swap it with the intact gas tank. You know they're going to fit because they're the same fucking gas tank. Because it makes a copy of it. Right. I mean, kind of. It's complicated. Yeah. But there's two of them. So just swap gas tanks. Did Jank, did, did Doc. Or just drive the other one. Don't even swap gas tanks. Drive yeah. the other one. Find the pieces from, you know, the, yeah. the retrofitted DeLorean. See if you can... Put those pieces on the one that works. Unless Doc was smart enough to drain the fucking gas tank when he put it away. Yeah. Two days ago. Yeah. In which case, you're fucked. Mm hmm But still, I feel like that's... I mean, like, you've got a parts car and a go-car. It just right. makes you 1955... Should, should be able to. It makes Doc, 1955 Doc have a little more work to do. Mm hmm But, like, it's way more feasible in 1955 to get this done than it is in 1885. Yeah. I feel like patching a gas tank in 1955 and filling it back up is like... I mean, you would have to fill it up. It, it's annoying, but like... No. Yeah, it's doable. It's really possible. You just go into town with a, you know, a, a gas can and fill it up and can't bring it back and you're done. Mm -hmm. But in 1885, not so much. Which is Doc's whole point. So now they need gasoline. Well, now they need to get the car to 80, 88 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Gasoline is one option, but that's not going to happen for another hundred years. So, how about towing it with horses? Right. Uh, is do they go pick up the teacher first? No. So Later. they're they're towing the car with horses through mm -hmm. the desert, and they get up to like twenty miles, twenty miles an hour with like seven horses. I was like, how is this a trial? Like, right. I feel like... I'm like, Marty might not have known because, like, whatever. He's not a farm boy. He doesn't know how horses He's work. also an idiot. Horsepower or whatever. But, like, Doc would have 100% been like, there's no fucking way Six horsepower is getting this DeLorean to 88 right, miles an hour. Are running 88 miles an hour. No. Um, they try um, Patching the engine, or they they apparently patch the tank and try pouring moonshine in it, which just blows the whole engine. Right. And Doc's like, I'm going to need a month to repair this. And Marty's like, Doc, you got five days. Like, right, you don't have a month. You don't have a month. You're going to die. And, and I'm going to die stranded in 1885. 
Yep. And so they figure out they're going to use a train. Mm -hmm. Locomotive. They've got a straight stretch of track that ends at a bridge that isn't built yet. Mm -hmm. But if you're 88 miles an hour before then, it'll be fine. No worries. So they go out to scout the bridge and Marty is like, uh, Doc, there's no bridge. Like, we can't. If I go off here, I'm going to die. And that's when Doc, again, is like, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally, Marty. You got to think that this bridge will be here. If you go from 1885 to 1985, the bridge will be here and you'll be able to cross. Which puts a lot of faith in our infrastructure. But Right, right. But this is uh, Doc, who has traveled to at least one version of... 1985, if not two versions of 1985. Yeah. And if the bridge is there in both versions. Probably still there. Then it's probably still there. Probably. And as they're scoping the bridge, this is where they hear a runaway wagon Mm -hmm. and have to go chase that down. Right. And Clara, the school teacher, Mm -hmm. is in a runaway horse and she's going to run into the ravine if uh, someone doesn't stop her. Yep. And so she, so Doc does this thrilling horse chase. It's really a good, like, Western... It's a, good, it's a very Western, like, horse Stunt chase. montage. Yeah. Gets on the wagon, manages to get her off the wagon, and discouple the horses so they don't die, but the wagon goes falling over the edge. And he's like, yeah, hey, how you doing? And she's like, I'm fine. It's like, I'm sorry, I was supposed to meet somebody at uh, the, the station, but they didn't come, so I just took this wagon... From nowhere to... Yeah, this unknown wagon. I assumed it was here for me. Yeah, and... I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. But apparently I suck at this, so it got away from me. They got spooked. And thank you so much for saving. Well, what's your name? Well, I'm the teacher. I'm Clara Clayton. Mm -hmm. And then Marty goes, Clayton Ravine. That's where we're at. That's It's named after a teacher that went off there in the... Like, 100 years ago. We used to joke that, like... We always wished our teachers would, you know, fly off into a ravine, which is not a cool joke. But I mean, you know, they were like kids, eight, eight year old kids. But so, oh, first indication, mm-hmm. timeline's so, fucked with. Timeline is altering. Right. So Doc takes Miss Clayton back to her place and drops her off and then goes back to his um Blacksmithy shop, type shop. Where he's built a model railroad because Doc loves him a model. He does love a model. He does. Built a model to explain how they're going to like do the train thing. And he's got like a point of no return. They're mm-hmm. going to be accelerating. If they go past the windmill, once they're past the windmill, they have to keep going. Right. So then while he's explaining all of this to Marty, mm-hmm. Claire shows up. Yep. Which is very reminiscent of when Marty, uh, Doc was explaining all this to Marty and his mom shows up in the first movie. Right. It's, again, it rhymes. Mm -hmm. And so Doc does his thing and kind of talks to Clara. She's got a telescope for him to fix because he's a scientist. Right. You're a scientist and I have a telescope, but it broke in the, like, part where I almost died. Yeah. So maybe you can fix it. Yeah, because you got to owe me. Wink, wink. And so he, he's like, yeah, I'll totally fix it. No charge. No worries. I, I'd love to help out. And she's like, by the way, are you going to the town festival tonight? Because there's a town festival, because of course there is. Right. And Doc's like, I maybe was. And Marty's like, you can't go to the town festival. We have to do the thing. Again, shades of the right. enchantment under the sea dance. Right. And he's like, of course I'll be there. 
she's like, all right, well, I'll see you there. And he's like, awesome. Doc's got a date. Mm-hmm. And Marty's like, you got to get your head in the game. Mm-hmm. So Doc's like, well, it's just one night. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll be great. Right. It's good. It's good to take a break. Yeah. So um, they go to the festival. Mm-hmm. They're dedicating the clock for the clock tower. Right. They have a clock. They haven't put it in the clock tower yet. Because they haven't raised the funds for the clock tower. They're... Right. They're, I mean, there's like a lot of it is built, but it's not yeah. all the way built. Also, it's implied or stated, I don't know, that Doc was instrumental in building the clock. Yes. For, for... I don't know how long he's been in this town. Yeah, but... it's unclear. But everybody seems to know him. He owes, you know, Buford thinks he owes him 80 bucks. Right, right. It's so probably like... at least a couple months. Right. Um, also there's like fireworks that go off all over the tower and it's like, buddies, like this is like hundreds of dollars worth of fireworks. Like that was like a year's wages. Right. It's crazy. Why, like, why would they do that? Why would you do that? But it looked cool. And so they're having a festival. ZZ Top is playing because of course, yes. again, you're having a festival raise funds, but like you can afford ZZ fucking Top. In 1885? In 1885, step one, invent time machine. Step two, find ZZ Top. Yes. Step three, have them play at your festival. Yes. Yes. So everyone's dancing and singing. Uh, Buford and Emmett get in a fight. Well, first Buford rolls up and he's going to ambush Doc, but he gets intercepted at the entrance by... Uh, I don't know. Strickland. Strickland. Who is now a deputy, has a fantastic, like... Beardy mustache. General Custer-style mustache. Right, right. And it's like, what are you doing, Buford? You're just making trouble. You're a slacker. You're a slacker. And he gets Buford to leave all his weapons at the door. Mm -hmm. And uh, as Buford's right again, he looks at his son. He's like, listen, that's what you got to do. Discipline. You got to make sure these people respect you. And yeah, Papa. So it's like... Three families mm-hmm. that have hated each other. <laughs> very consistently. Very consistently, yet still live in the same time town for 130 years. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have that big of feelings. Like I don't I don't understand feuding. Like I d mm-hmm. I we were too poor. We just moved away. <laughs> I guess. So, uh, Marty's trying to shoot some stuff with a pistol. Doesn't do well left-handed, because, like, you can tell the guy hands Marty the pistol with his left hand, and Marty and he tries to shift it to his right, and the guy keeps it in his left. He says, bet you can't shoot that. He kind of holds his right hand down, and so mm-hmm. Marty shoots wide, and it's fine. And then the guy's like, oh, even a baby could shoot this. And so Marty sh- throws it on his other hand and just lights up the shooting range with Right, and pistol. they're like, where'd you learn to shoot like that? And he was like, Seven Eleven. Which is not helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Buford sees Doc. And, and he's still mad about his $80. Yep. And so he's going to shoot Doc, but he's got like a little belly gun, like a little. Right. And Doc is dancing with Clara. Yeah. Which Buford cannot abide. Mm-hmm. Doc's happiness. So Buford basically puts a gun in Doc's back and is like, listen, I want to shoot you right here. Last guy I shot with this gun took days to die. It's not as clean as like my nice big gun. So. Sucks to be you, I guess. And Clara kind of mouths off to him, and he's kind of confused by that whole situation. Yeah. And so Marty ends up, there's an opening, and Marty throws a pie tin at Buford's hand and knocks the gun wide. Right. The pies are labeled Frisbee pies. 
Yeah. It, so this is true. Mm-hmm. The Frisbee Corporation made pythons. Made pythons. That was the original thing. And it turns out that they accidentally made very aerodynamic pythons. Right. So he flicks the python like a Frisbee. It hits uh, Buford Mad Dog Tannen, knocks the gun away. Yep. And then uh, Buford is mad at Marty and not at Doc. Right. And so Buford's like, listen, you embarrassed me. You, you humiliated me. We're going to settle this Monday morning, 7 a.m. I do my killing before breakfast. And Marty, in a very baller move, is like, 8 a.m. I do my killing after breakfast. But they had established that they need to be on the train at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So. Right. That's the whole idea. Right. He's like, I ideally, by then, we'll be on the train. And. We'll be out of town. We'll be out of town. No worries. Right. Like, Why would you cut it so close? Why wouldn't you be like 930? Like. I got a thing. Right. I got a thing. You can kill me later. Can we do it Tuesday? Right. Tuesday's good for me. I, I'm open. Right. Sorry. I have I have shit going on Monday. I don't have time to kill you. Yeah. I'm going to be out of town. Got to come back. Right. Right. So they have, again, a ticking clock. Um, And Strickland, though, is the one that comes through and is, like, breaking up the whole Well, thing. and part of it was uh, Buford was also busy. He's like, what do we got Monday? It's like, we're robbing a bank. <laughs> like, or Sunday. Sunday. Sunday we're running by. Yeah, so we're Monday robbing a bank. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we're busy then. And so they had to push it back a few days. Right. And so they set, settle this time that they're going to have their duel. The, the guy that was trying to sell the guns... Hands Marty a thing. It's a cult peacemaker. He's like, listen, you can have this. Uh, and if you kill Buford, this will be the gun. Colt peacemaker will be the gun that killed Buford Tannen. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to know that. I want everyone to know that. And if you don't. I'll just take it off your dead body. I'll just take it off your corpse and I'll be fine. I was like, that is a brilliant little piece of advertising. Honestly. Zero risk. Yeah. St- strategic gold. Yeah, that was brilliant there. Um, so, uh, and also he meets up with Seamus McFly. Seamus McFly, who's also at the festival. And Seamus is like, yeah, just so you know, I had a brother named Martin, mm-hmm. real hothead, couldn't step down from a fight. Right. Like, Every oh. time someone called him chicken, he just had to like. Defend his honor. Defend his honor. And he's like, it was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. He died in a saloon in a stupid fight. And Marty's like, oh, you had a brother named Martin. I'm like, that's not the takeaway, Marty. That's right. The takeaway is don't be an asshole, doofus, who can't yeah. just be like, fuck you. I don't have to fight you. Yeah. Uh, so then we skip back. Doc has taken uh, Miss Clara home. Mm-hmm. He's repaired her telescope in like a day because priorities. It wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard for, you know, if you can make a time machine, I feel like you can repair a telescope. Right. But also, like, they were on a very strict timeline. Like, you don't have this time to waste. Like, get Marty gone and then, like... A week later, you can roll up with a telescope and make it look like it was a harder job than it was. Right, right. But Maybe you really owe me for this. Yeah. But um, he brings her her telescope and they're looking at different stars and Right. Talking. She's telling them all about the constellations. Yeah. And he's just eating it up. He's mm-hmm. so smitten. Like, he's all puppy dog eyes. Yeah. It's he was like, I, I was never interested in space geography <laughs> before this. But, like, you're making it very interesting. She's like, oh, I thank you. And they all have fun. And they end up talking about Jules Verne, which is her favorite. Her favorite author. Sci-fi author. And he, and Doc does slip. He's like, I remember reading um, 10,000 Leaves Under the, the Sea as a boy. And she kind of looks at him and goes, how could you have read it as a boy? It only it came, came out, out like five, five years, years ago. ago. And he's like, 
fuck. <laughs> like, like I meant it made me feel, feel like, I, like I was a boy. Oh, well, it made me feel like a child as well. Like it's just that wonderful feeling. Right. And then they end up smooching and it's a whole like. It's a whole thing. Go, go doc though. Right. We all find our weird mates. Mm-hmm. You got to find someone that digs your weird the way you dig theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then he comes him. back. Right with and Clara gives him a little like flower. Yes, he's got a little piece of lavender or mm-hmm. something. With with like a little nameplate that says Clara. Mm-hmm. And he like pins it to himself, like it's like a little like boutonniere. A little, yeah. So next Favor. next morning rolls away, uh, rolls around, and we're in Doc shop. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole Rude Goldberg breakfast machine happening. Truly, the man is addicted to Rude Goldberg breakfast machines. He just doesn't want to make himself breakfast. I mean, same. 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 If I could make an elaborate machine that makes me breakfast and gets my ass out the door every morning. Would do. Yeah. But anyway, he. Uh, we see Marty wake up in the middle of this. And we do see about a fourth of Marty McFly's butt in this. Yes, he's wearing uh, butt flap undies. Butt flap undie, long underwear, and uh, a corner of the butt is uh, is exposed. Yeah, I was like, wow, nineteen, well, nineteen ninety one, I think at this point. Yeah, nineteen ninety one's version of nineteen eighty five, like a quarter of a butt. Mm-hmm. He does some practices. Risque. He does his practicing with some guns and. As he walks, then he gets dressed and walks through town, and everybody's checking with him. By the way, we skipped over this. He gives his name as Clint Eastwood. Yes, yes. And Clint everybody's Eastwood. checking in with him to make sure he's okay. You know, have a cigar, Mr. Eastwood. Good luck, Mr. Eastwood. We're all pulling for you, Mr. Eastwood. Right. Would you like a new suit, Mr. Eastwood? And it's the Undertaker mm-hmm. who then comes up and like is measuring him. He's like, I told you I don't want a suit. He's like, This isn't for the suit. It's for your coffin. He's like, Oh, well, I mean, thanks. Go away. Yeah, but um. They're, um, they look at the photo, him and Doc, and Doc's name is now erased from the the photo. And of he's the like, team. oh, your name's gone. That's great. Yay. Maybe that's good news because you're not going to get shot. But it, they're kind of like, well, I mean, it's still there. Like, it's still at a graveyard. Someone's still under that tombstone. Right. So, the years like, didn't change. The date didn't change. But Marty's like, well, I mean, it'll be all fine. He's like, but also, then Doc's like, but also, like, you need to chill. Like, you can't be going off half cock every time someone calls you a chicken. That's what causes the issue in the future. He's and like, oops, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. What what issue in the future? Nothing. Nothing. Right, right. So. It's like, that's what causes the big accident. Yep. And so, and Doc's like, by the way, I've made a decision. I'm staying here in 1885 with Clara, no matter what happens. And Marty's like, well, you can't do that because you're in mortal peril. He's like, nah, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Fine. Everything's fine. And just kind of, um, so kind of waves his hand. He's like, you can't let a photo determine your future. You Like, again, this is a big trip for Doc because 1955 Doc was like, can't know anything about the future. Can't mess with the past. Like. Right, right. I am a, Sacred an, obje- an objective uh, observer of the time continuum. And then, like, Back to the Future 2 Doc is like, we can Fucking change with this. time! We can fuck this up and, like, do whatever. And, yeah. like, we can take control of this. And we can control our own destinies and bend time to our will and it'll be great. Right. No possible consequence. And then, like, 1885's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do what I want and let the chips fall where they will because... Who the hell knows? Right. Like, Turns out you have no control. 
like there's really no control over anything more than the present so like might as well just roll the dice and see what happens and um he's like all right you know marty's a little torn about that but right he's like i think you're making the wrong call here like if you stay you'll die yeah and so he's like and he's like you go back to 1985 you have a life like I'm here, I'm fine. If Go I ahead. die here, I I died well. Like I had a good life. And so then Doc goes to see Clara, and he's gonna maybe confess to her what's going on. Mm-hmm. He does, actually. and he does. And Clara's like, "No, fuck you." Like, like I know you think I'm a woman and I'm small minded, but I don't for a second believe that you're a time traveler from the future. Like that is impossible. Right? Fuck you. Yeah. And the and the horse you rode it on, like. Which is, I feel, fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Um, And he's like, no, really. And uh, she's like, just go. Like, you could have just told me that you didn't want to see me anymore. Like. Yeah. You could have just didn't have to. You didn't have to come up with an elaborate lie. Uh, that makes no fucking sense. That makes sense. no fucking sense to quote unquote spare my feelings. Like. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need you. And so Doc is hurt and he leaves. And Claire's also hurt. She's she, also like, pissed. Very yeah. dramatically falls on the bed crying. Yeah, we did not. Ex- we did not discuss the actress that plays Clara. It's Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steenburgen. Wow. First off, have you ever seen a movie and thought this movie was no better for having Mary Steenburgen no, in it? Not at all. No. Not every all. single movie she she's kills in it. it. Everything she's in, she's great. She's fantastic. Does she have an Oscar yet? She should. She should. She should for Elf. If nothing else, then she made that character believable as a human when her husband shows up and is like, by the way, I have this illimitate child who thinks he's an elf. And she's like, you can live in my house. Like, what (laughs) the fuck? Truly. With my child. Truly, truly. No, no, no. You're, no. You two go check in the YMCA and figure some shit out. Come back when you're ready. Um, no. But no, she's like, that's great news. You have another son. Yay. He'll just be part of our family. No. Who writes shit like that? Right. John Favreau. But she did a good job. She did. She sold it. Um, but she's in this one. She just, again, just knocks it out of the park. She's fantastic. I, Mm -hmm. she's criminally underrated. Agree. I agree. In this film. In all films. She is one of the first women to get her name kind of above the fold in the cast list. Yeah, she has many lines. Yeah. And (laughs) agency. And agency and is not required to play an old version of herself. And also not required to just be like some sort of like thirsty, Mm -hmm. like teenager, which... Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like she has the most um she's the most fleshed out <laughs> yeah. character who seems to have like motives and interests and She she is the most fleshed out character with breasts in this whole series. Agree. Hard agree. Hard agree. Like not even a close second anywhere from any of the other casts. Right. Um but she's fantastic. Mary Streetberg and is here listening. Right. We love you. We love you. Do more. Agree. You're welcome to be a guest on this podcast. We'll let you come to our bedroom and sure, absolutely. We haven't offered that to anyone lately. Yeah, lately. Yeah. But anyway, so Doc goes to the bar to drown his sorrows. Asks for the usual, Mm -hmm. or the bartender asks, "Do you want the usual?" He says, "No, no, I want whiskey." Well, he says the bartender said, "Do you want the usual?" 
Doc says, no, something stronger. The bartender responds, sarsaparilla. Right. Implying that his usual is like lemon water or something. Sarsaparilla. And then Doc's like, yeah, whiskey. And so Doc's going to drink, but he starts getting heckled um, by these cowboys sitting at a table. Mm -hmm. One of whom is the voice of like half of the Disney characters you can think of. Uh, The Sheriff of Nottingham. That, like, old squeaky voice. Yes. It's yes. that guy, but he's in, like... He's an old-timey. All those, like, 70s-era Disney films. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's there. And he's. I think he's in Jungle Book as one of... I forget what he is. Yeah, as one of the, like, uh, snakes or, like, some, something, or something bad. What, he's Yeah, he's consistently the, like, henchman who is terrible at their job. Yeah, he's the the inept guard. Right, the like, inco- incompetent henchman. Yeah, but anyway, he's there. Um, and so Marty ends up coming in in the morning and Doc's there just kind swaying. of swaying and staring off and blovating and... Doc's and Marty's like, we got to go. We got to save. Right. And they're like, how many has he had? And the bartender's like, none. He just likes to hold it. He just likes to hold it. And so Marty's like, well, we got to go. And Doc's like, all right, fine. And he just knocks it back real quick. And then and immediately just passes, passes out. And he's like, well, then that's when Doc's or Marty's like, how many of those did he have? He's like, just that one. Like he's. He just likes to hold it. Likes to hold it. And so um, they are trying to get him sobered up. They make some sort of concoction with like tomato juice and spices and stuff. Right. Like they're making a fucking Bloody Mary. Right. Which they, they cram down his gullet. And then he like wakes up in a fit and pushes himself into the horse trough. And they have to pull him up. Yeah. And then and revive he, him. Yep. Yeah, revive him again. They're like, he'll be stone sober in a few minutes. But like. You're takes kinda, a while. Takes yeah. a while. It's not instant. And at that point, Buford shows up a little early to call Marty out. Mm-hmm. And it's like quarter till. And Marty's like, I, I said, time, hey, bitch. yeah, and Buford's like, let's just get this over with. And so Marty's like, well, what what do I do? And they're like, well, you go out there and face you your, shoot him? your thing. Like, that's what you do. He tries to sneak out the back. That doesn't work. Uh, well, him and Doc try to sneak out the back. And Doc ends up captured. Mm -hmm. And so then Buford's like, listen, if you don't come out. I'm going to shoot your friend. Friend. Meanwhile, Clara is buying a one-way ticket anywhere. Uh, Anywhere. Anywhere. Yes. And getting out of town on the train. And so there's the standoff in town. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Clara's on the train. Train. The train is moving. The train has left the station. And Clara is like overhearing a conversation behind her and it's two of the guys that are sitting beside doc at the bar Mm -hmm. last night and he's like yeah man was heartbroken he didn't know what to do he felt like he really screwed up like i've never seen such a case of heartbreak what do you say her name was uh clara i believe Mm -hmm. and she turns around she's like was this man like right did he have beautiful silver hair (laughs) yes giant puppy dog eyes yes name of evan brown Yes, I believe I mean, that was him. I w- would have led with that. Yeah, would have narrowed it down a lot faster. And so she pulls the emergency stop and jumps off the train. This is an important detail. Because mm-hmm. Marty and Doc are supposed to hijack a train at 8 a.m. Right. But it already left the station because Marty's trying to figure out how to get past this whole 
showdown. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Clara they stops the train, train, they would have missed the train, but Clara stops the train to get off, which they means they have, they have the opportunity to catch the train. So the standoff goes. Marty finally comes out. He's wearing the like the serape. Clint, the Clint Eastwood uh, blanket. Yeah, serape. Mm -hmm. um, and he's he goes out to shoot um, or he goes out to stare, stare down Buford and Buford's like listen you know you draw first and Marty's like I don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna do this he's like well tough nuggets like you're we're doing this so Marty takes his belt off and drops it with the gun he's like we don't have to do this and Buford's like well you just made it easy and just shoots Marty right in the chest mm -hmm. and drops him bad moment mm -hmm. everyone is sad everyone is sad oh well so buford walks over and marty opens his eyes jumps up punches him a few times knocks him over knocks him out into a vat of manure manure it's always manure it's always manure because poop is always funny no matter right. the century i think he just punches him once he punches him i think there's a couple, a couple of times okay um, and it turns out Marty had like the front of a stove like door. Right. On his chest. On his chest under the serape. I was like, that is some damn good faith in Buford's like markmanship. Right. Like he's just going to sh shoot me in the chest. Yep. And so he's fine. Meanwhile, Strickland grabs Marty or grabs Buford and takes him to jail for mm -hmm. robbing the bank they robbed yesterday. Buford's henchmen run, but they're going to get rounded up. Also in the fight, Buford fell into the tombstone and cracked it, which means it disappears the from the photo. Disappeared. Disappears from the photo, which I just take to mean that they don't know what's going to happen now. Like, right. the future is vague. It's uncertain. We don't know what happens till we get there. But now Doc and Marty are like, all right, well, got that off our to-do list. Let's go catch that train and get right. the hell out of here. So they they parked the DeLorean on a diverted train track. Right. So they need to... Well, it's an unfinished diverted train track. Unfinished diverted train track. So they need to get to the train, hijack it, uncouple, it. uncouple all the cars. Right. And take just the engine part. Yeah, the engine and the, like, fire, like, the... And the fire, yeah, the firebox. Well, it's the, it's where part, the, it's like, part, wood it's the is. the part of the engine. Yeah, it's the fuel tank, yeah. essentially. That's where the wood is. Mm -hmm. It's the coal car. That's the word I'm looking for. But it's stacked with wood, not coal, because... Right, but it's the furnace coal car, and not, like, a car full of coal that's going to somewhere else. Right, exactly. It's the fuel. It's the fuel. So the engine and the fuel car. Yeah, and so they go off in the spur, they stop the train and load up the DeLorean on the... Well, they build a bumper on the front of the train. I guess they maybe had prefabbed, but... Yeah. It's got the tires... The DeLorean. It's got the tires from the DeLorean on it, the white walls. Yeah. Because that's the that's the spring to it to kind of even out the shocks. Because the DeLorean just has the rims resting on the rails because they're... Right. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. You know, yeah, or Sure. Yep. So then they push. Marty gets in the DeLorean. Right. For reasons. Well, he has to get in the DeLorean that way when it's 88 miles an hour. When the DeLorean goes off, Yeah. he'll go off with it. What is Doc's plan? Doc's plan. I oh, he's going to leave now because Clara left so he can go with Marty because he was going to stay. He was going to stay. But now he's going to go. Now he's going to go with Marty. So they have like three logs. 
They stoke green, he, yellow, red. He yeah, he has special logs that he formulated with his chemistry shenanigans. That scientists burn. are scientists. scientists. They can do all of science, it. Science, science. Uh, that'll burn super hot. That will be able to get it up to eighty-eight miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So they put in number one. They put in number two. They put in number three. Right. In the right order, and it'll give that boost. It'll it, the fire burns hot, increases the pressure on the boiler. The boiler drives the train faster. But how there. do they get? They have to get out of the fuel car and into the DeLorean while right. it's going super fast. Right. There's a kind of like a, a rail that runs mm-hmm. along the front of the train that they can get on, and walk around the front and then jump onto the DeLorean and then get inside. So like questionable, but if he was designing fuel, yes, it would be much better if you used a clock reaction, where it'll burn at this temperature for this time and then after three minutes it goes it shoots way up and burns super hot i agree with you but also the i understand he was under time and whatever constraints also from a movie perspective the fact that those logs have different colors so he throws them all in at the same time and they do actually start igniting at different temperatures so there's kind of that happening Right, and then you cut back to the the furnace and, like, number one's going off, and well, then number two's going off. The smoke coming out of the smokestack... It's also color. ...is color-coded so that you know from a glance at your screen where we are in the phase. Mm-hmm. If you're in green phase, yellow phase, or red phase, right. it's, it's important to know. Sure. As they're doing this, though, Clara shows up on a horse... Right. ...and jumps onto the train... And Doc doesn't notice because he's trying to creep forward, but she's on the back coming forward as well. And so the train is speeding up. She's stuck on here. She can't get off because it's doing like 60 miles an hour. You can't just jump off a train at 60. Right. You'll die. Right. 30, totally fine. Maybe. Passable. It's not great. I wouldn't recommend it. No, people do it in movies all the time. Do not do it. No. Um, So Doc's trying now to get her to come up to the DeLorean but at, when the train hits the red temperature, it kind of half explodes and like the rail falls off and she almost falls off. She's hanging half upside down from the side of the train. Right. He has to catch her, flip her back upside down. Well, he he's trying to figure right out how to get up. to her. So Marty sticks the hoverboard out the side of the DeLorean, which allow he drops and kind of lets it go, which then allows Doc to stand on it. And then he's able to swing by pick her up off the side and curve away into the distance. Away from the train that's going to go off. Right. And so he's not going back to the future with Marty. He's instead going off into 1885 with Clara. But Marty's fine with it. Right as they're about to hit the bridge, they hit 88 miles an hour. The DeLorean shoots off the the train falls into the ravine and explodes and it's a great piece of yes cinematic beautifulness yeah it's a good special effect because yeah just, it's not bad it's a miniature i think train that they blew off and yeah. but it was like a half scale miniature like it wasn't it was like big and heavy yeah it was big and heavy had mass and exploded and it looked really awesome but marty then shows up in eight, 1985 1985 just like cruising through town, coasting in a DeLorean that's like on fire and cold and like like not has been through some shit. 
and he like rolls out and he's dressed like a cowboy mm-hmm. and everybody's at an intersection is looking at him like what the ever loving right so then he takes the delorean where no he doesn't he doesn't because the train like the the railroad crossing's going off and he kind of thinks it's for him because Mm -hmm. he triggered the sensors or whatever and he's but then he looks behind it and there's an actual locomotive coming gets out of the delorean and just the delorean just gets obliterated on the track well he wanted me to destroy it so it's destroyed let's hope that that was a real gamble. Let's hope this is the good uh, 1985 timeline. It does seem to be. Like, it's at least sunny. Right. And not, there, there's no Guns N' Roses playing in the background. So Marty runs to his house first. Which is his house? It's his good house from the goodest 1985. Not the original 1985. The end of... Not the darkest timeline 1985. The, the end of Back to the Future 1 1985. That was the best timeline. That was the best timeline 1985. He's got the Toyota truck. And Biff was waxing it, and it's all good. It's like, perfect. That's what I want. So he takes his truck over and picks up Jennifer, Jennifer, who otherwise was not in this movie. Right. Who was asleep on her porch the whole time. Yeah. And he comes up to her in a fucking cowboy hat. And she's like, I had the weirdest dream. Also, why the fuck are you dressed like a cowboy? And, like, I dream we went to the future and saw our family. She's like, yeah, that's really fucking weird. Let me gasp like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they get in a get in his truck and they're going to drive off and they're at a stoplight. Right. And Needles. Needles. Who I guess is their classmate. Um, Biff's who, son, possibly. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that Needles was Biff's son. But in uh, the 2015 timeline, Needles is his co-worker who is convincing him to do the fraud. Right. And Cliff is, I think, Needles' son. No, Cliff, and Cliff would be Needles' dad. No, Biff is Needles' dad. Oh, Biff. Biff is Needles' dad. dad. Cliff's, Cliff from Back to the Future 2 is... Oh, is Because that's what he calls Biff Grandpa. Gramps. Yeah. But why does everyone look like Biff? The same person? Except for Needles. Needles looks nothing like him. Because they had to be on the same screen together for a yeah, little bit and it would have been expensive. Long. Yeah. So anyway. anyway, challenges Marty to a race, calls him a chicken. Mm-hmm. First off, they're in like pickup trucks, which are not race vehicles. Like if you have the slowest pickup truck, so what? Right. Pickup trucks is a lot more like I'm hauling more weight than you. Or I can so... go over a bigger rock than you can. Right. So fuck you. Yeah. Like, But calls him chicken and Jenny's like, don't do it, Marty. Don't do it. Like, be the bigger man. Don't do not do the race. Don't let him get to you. Yeah. Don't let him get to you. And Marty's like, I can't. My pride is too strong. And so he's revving his engine. And then the light turns green. Needles takes off. And, and Marty does it. Marty's Marty, just like... Marty throws action into reverse and turns around and looks over his shoulder in time to see Needles almost hit a Rolls Royce. Right. And he would have totally hit a Rolls Royce. Which is... There's a reference in Back to the Future 2... About the accident with the Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. And... And ever since then, he lost all of his confidence. And, you know, like... like well, he breaks, breaks his hand. He can't play his music. He can't do anything cool. Like, right. he loses Downhill his ever since. It was the beginning of the diamond spiral. And also, Marty... Or in Doc's reference to that accident that caused you all the issues. So, Marty changes his future in that moment. Right. And so he and Jennifer instead drive off to 
the accident site where there's pieces of DeLorean strewn all over the ground. Yeah. Because why not? It's romantic. Sure. It's like Lover's Lane. I do feel there is a little bit of a, okay, so you had a weird dream. Right. He was I like, actually need to I, validate your dream and explain right. want, what the I hell just happened. I want to tell you about happened. your crazy weird dream, but it like it's crazy you won't believe me. But let me show you at least a little bit of evidence. The, do you have a memory of like... Like a DeLorean. A DeLorean and like these dials that showed three dates, like where you're going, where you came from and like where, where you are. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Okay, well, this is it. Does this look like it? Like this this shard that's on the side of the road. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. So maybe that was his plan. Like he wasn't initially completely gaslighting her, but he's like, one, I need to explain this to you in private. Yeah. Where your parents are not going to walk in. Like halfway story, the, the halfway story, the story of- and be like, the fuck. When, when they hear about our kids and what right. they were up to, they're not like, moment of your time. So many questions. So many questions. Yes. Um, and so Marty's then able to kind of be like, all okay. right. Yeah, like I'm, I'm more I, okay with it. I'm okay with that, that plan. So anyway, they go back to the place where the DeLorean was hit by the train. Right. And as they're there, the, the bells, the crossing bells and the gates lower and they look both ways. There's no trains coming. But mm-hmm. then all the sparks and fizzes and whizzes happen, and a train, a steam locomotive appears. A steam locomotive that hovers. Well, we don't know that yet. It's on the tracks okay, when it shows up. Okay, it's on the tracks. Up. And um, the side opens up. There's a staircase that folds down, and then it's got a gullwing door that opens up. He loves a gullwing door. It's a consistency. Yeah. Like, I'm here for him. Like, you know what you like and go for it, man. Yeah, and it is Doc Brown. And he's like, hey, Marty. Hey, I thought I'd find you here. Yeah, so it turns out I can build a time machine out of anything. Because I'm that fucking good. Right. By the way, you remember Clara? Yeah, hi. And, you know, it's Mary Stewart. She's waving. She's mm-hmm. like, also, our boys, Jules and Vern, turns out. Doc's been having a good time. Right. And, like, they're traveling the time stream together and just enjoying right, themselves. Right, Homeschooling their kids, living their, like, road trip life. I have to say, if you're going to homeschool your kids, like, having a time machine would make that actually pretty... I mean, if you're not screwing up the past and I, future, sure. I want a magic school bus that is Doc and Clara taking their kids to, like, important times. Taking their times. kids to be like, let's go to the fall. Rome, bitches. <laughs> so we're gonna go see like the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Like, I think I think how I think has that not been a thing on PBS? Clara and Doc would have a great time. I think they would. I think they would have a lot of fun. Um, I think also like anything that happens after 1888, Clara would be like, wait, what? This is crazy. Yeah. So we're going to watch the first nuclear explosion test at the Trinity site out in New Mexico. Right. And Clara's like, this is bonkers. Wait, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What is this? Oh, it ends World War Two. There were two? Right. Whew. Is it worse than the Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, really much. It's not great. Oh my gosh. What do you... I thought... I thought humanity did better things. No, we just yeah. got really better at killing each other. Yeah, we're more efficient. We kind of we have a peak, though, in the 50s. And then we kind of got, you know, it's not as wholesale for a while. There's Any, peaks. Anywho. Anyway. Yes. But yeah, like, I want that magic school bus of Doc and Clara's train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, somebody make that for me, please. Right. And they're like, have fun, you know. 
Yep. And then the train and Doc just stays for like a minute. Doesn't even stay for right. dinner. He's like, I want to let you know I'm safe. I'm don't, safe. I'm don't fine. ever look for me again, though. Yeah. Like, seriously, this like debris field that is the DeLorean is the best case scenario. Right. Thanks for destroying the DeLorean. As Have told. fun in best case scenario 1985. Yep. Peace out. And then that's when the train like lifts Hovers. up and the wheels fold in and then it flies it off. Flies. And then does the circle and, and comes at the camera. And, and that's the end. That's the end of the trilogy. What did we learn? First off, um, if at all possible, maintain intellectual property rights and sequel rights to your own trilogy to prevent it from being rebooted, uh, added to, messed with in any way, shape or form. And you can have a trilogy that actually stands up 30 years later. That holds together. It's true. It's true. Because that's true. That's why there's no... I mean, there's a couple of video games here and there that are set as stories. Like within the Back to the Future verse? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of video games. But by and large, there is no other media for these. Right. There is not... And that's why it holds up so well. Yeah. Like, I don't want to call out... The Ghostbusters movie. Right. Or uh, Star Wars. Or Star Wars. Or Star Treks. But, like, honestly, like, the more you make of some things doesn't make the more better. No. No. You're gonna, like, it's gonna bring down your overall GPA. Yeah. Like, the Aliens films. Like, there's, like, I think 30 of them right now. I don't know. Right. Not really. Right. Like, Land Before Time. Land Before Time. Yeah. Great example. <laughs> Like, at a certain point, there's just the, the Air Bud films. The first cinematic masterpiece. Right. Fast decline. There's not there's not a rule that a dog can't play basketball. We've referenced that so much. It's such a truthism. <laughs> but, like, keep your, your intellectual keep property your tight, tight. Yeah. And just, like, own it. And then protect it. And be like, you know what? I told the story I wanted to tell with the people I wanted to tell it with. And I'm done now. And I'm done. And those are fine. They're they're fine. Right. They don't necessarily need to be added to. They don't need to be remade. Mm-hmm. Just like. Just let it be. Let it be. Let it be what it is. And you know what? They're good. Yeah. I, I maintain that this is one of the best three movie trilogies. Okay. That's out there. Right. I will say it's the most even like true i won't say because there's some that are like oh my gosh this movie is amazing and then you're like oh this movie is trash uh but like look at two matrix but like the average of it might be better than the average of these movies the first movie is a solid a but this this one is very consistent or a b b plus like right very like above average would not be disappointed if my kids brought home those grades Mm -hmm. yeah like some movies, you're like the first one was an A, and the next one was a D minus, D minus, like, and okay. then like yeah, a solid, and or maybe pulled up a C, yeah. or like for me, like the Matrix movies, it's like that was an A movie, and then you see the second one, you're like, ooh, that was pushing a C, but they got some potential, and then they did, they got an F. Mm-hmm. Like the third movie is just so bad. And then there's Lord of the Rings movies where you're like, technically, this is all just one A movie. This like, is fine. This is really good. It's a little long. It's it needs, fantastic. It needs some editing. It could be longer. It, I mean, it could be. Yes, thank you. 
We agree. It could be. <laughs> Physically possible to be longer. It is possible. It may benefit from a be couple longer. more of the storylines that they had to cut for time. I mean, who would that benefit? Everyone. Not me. Not me. It would be true to tokens. To sit there. Well, you know how you know how it um you know at the end of the movie? Not like the eighth end of the movie, but like the second end of the movie. Okay, second after end the coronation. Of the movie? Um, when the guys go back to the Shire and they're sitting around the bar, there's technically supposed to be a, a whole thing there with Saruman. Right, where Saruman sets fire to the Shire. Shire, and they have to, like, battle him. And they have to battle him, and they're like, I'm fucking tired. Like, that could be, like, a whole, like, Other extra movie. movie, like, just snuck in there at the end, but we didn't even touch it. They just got home, mm-hmm. and, um, I do like, there was an astronaut. Okay. And they're like, what's it like having been to space and coming back to Earth? And he's like, so the Lord of the Rings movie, at the end of the movie, there's these guys that have been this amazing adventure. And they're all sitting around a table at a bar and they all know the story and they all know the things they did and all the people they saved and all the the things they changed about the world. And they're sitting around the bar and having a good time. And this guy walks in with this big pumpkin and the place goes fucking nuts. And everybody's amazed at this giant pumpkin and how great this pumpkin is. And the whole bar stops and talks to the guy with the pumpkin. And they slap him on the back. And our four heroes are just sitting at the bar, like, or sitting at their table, like, yeah. I mean, cool. Y'all are still here because of me, but yeah, whatever. But, like, be happy for the pumpkin. And the astronaut's like. It feels like that. <laughs> it's like that. There's not a day that goes by. I don't think about that stupid pumpkin. And I was like, that. That seems appropriate. All right. Like, he's got this thing in his psyche that he's like, I went to fucking space. Like, he just wants to throw that but, on the table. Like, also, you can't but be you like, can't be like that guy. on the moon, motherfucker, because, like, then you're that guy. Then you're that guy. You know what? That if you walk guy. on the moon, flop that out. Like, immediately, just throw that on the table. Like, my name's Neil. I walked on the moon. I'm like, you're an asshole. You know what? Which is true. Uh, I mean, those guys did not nominate themselves for a program because they were shy (laughs) that's true anyway but this movie this movie uh love conquers all Mm -hmm. as does huey lewis unless huey lewis is not in this movie he is power of love is totally in this movie a little bit it's in this movie at the very end um but zz top's in this movie so good for them Mm -hmm. although rest in peace we did lose one of the beards not Beard, who plays drums. No, 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 no. His last name is actually Beard. Who has no beard. Has no but beard. But one of... One the of the beards up front. Beards. Died, which yes. is sad. Um, I don't know, time... Like, some families are just assholes, I guess? Right. I don't I don't know. Some people are very connected to a certain place. And time and... Just the place. Geography, I and guess, yeah. And they live there forever. Yeah, I guess. McFly's have been in this town since the 1880s. None, Why? None of them amount to What is nothing. here? What is... <laughs> what is so great about Hill Valley? Yeah, do you love your neighbors that much? Because, like, Strickland I've... and... the And Biff are both terrible. Both terrible. They're the and only consistency. Yeah, those are the only ones that we really know about. Maybe you should move on, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that we learned anything. No. But this is a good movie. It is. It is a fine movie. It is a fine, fun movie. It definitely cements its um, itself in the pantheon of like summer blockbusters that were on USA Network for like twenty years and fine. Yes. So there's that. Anything else? That's it. All right. 
Well, y'all out there, uh, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.